Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Is it possible that the biggest deal for one of the biggest businessmen of our time could be peace in the Middle East? President Donald Trump is pressing hard to broker what he calls his big deal, peace in the Middle East. However, we know that peace will never come to the Middle East until Jesus returns and rules and reigns. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 6th, 2018. So all eyes are on this nuclear deal, which it's believed Trump will uh, pull out of. And (laughs) it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when and if he does. This brings us to and ties in with the second development which is that of Trump's long-anticipated peace plan concerning Jerusalem. On Friday, Arut Sheva published an article about a new report that says Trump's peace plan will include Israel gifting four Jerusalem neighborhoods to the Palestinians. These neighborhoods would then, it's believed, form the capital of a future Palestinian state. Under the plan, Jerusalem's old city would be recognized as international territory. Um, Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. The Jerusalem Post also reported on this, adding that the transfer of control over the neighborhoods was presented as just one piece of the larger peace plan the administration has been working on over the last year. Israel would be expected to accept the plan once it is presented despite the potentially painful concessions. News of the demand come less than two weeks before the U.S. Embassy officially moves to Jerusalem on May 14th. That's Monday, a week from tomorrow. The full plan is expected to be unveiled shortly after the embassy moves. Now, this was on Friday, just this morning. The Jerusalem Post had an editorial that echoed something that I've suspected all along as it relates to what Trump's embassy move will cost Israel. What do you mean? Well, I've voiced my concerns about how the ultimate deal maker 
President Donald Trump, uh, and the quintessential builder, President Donald Trump, will do anything and stop at nothing to achieve what he dubs the ultimate deal. The ultimate deal. What's the ultimate deal? A peace agreement between the Jews and the Palestinians so that they're living side by side together in peace and security. That's the ultimate deal. And that's Zechariah 12. What's Zechariah 12? Zechariah 12 is a prophecy concerning Jerusalem and how that God will make Jerusalem the city that he put his name of ownership on, the intoxicating obsession of the entire world. The entire world at the time of the end will be intoxicated with, obsessed with, dividing Jerusalem to create this two-state solution, which I believe is Hitler's final solution repackaged. And the reason I believe that is because this so-called two-state solution is not for the Muslims and so-called Palestinians to have a state with Israel. It is for the destruction of Israel. And this is Islam. This is Muhammad, and this is Saladin after him. Make peace with your enemy, then destroy them. This is textbook. This is what Arafat would say in Arabic when he would get back to Ramallah after being in the United States. He would say in Arabic, peace for us means the destruction of Israel. And they would all cheer. Just like they cheer in Iran today. Death to America. Death to Israel. And that's Ezekiel 38. Last week we revisited our prophecy puzzle and tried to put all the pieces in place. And you have Isaiah 17 concerning Damascus, Syria. You have Ezekiel 38 concerning uh, Russia and Iran and this alliance of nations. And you have Zechariah 12 concerning Jerusalem and the dividing of Jerusalem. And believe you me, I have come under vicious attack. How dare I say anything about the president and dividing Jerusalem? Well, listen. <laughs> the title of this Jerusalem Post editorial, I think, is apropos and says it all. No such thing as a free lunch. Think about this. President Trump declares Jerusalem to be the capital of Israel. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And we applaud that decision. And then abruptly, seemingly suddenly, he announces that we're going to expedite the move of our U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And oh, by the way, we're going to do it on May 14th, the 70th anniversary of the rebirth of the nation of Israel. You don't think that Israel is beholding to President Trump? Remember now, <laughs> this, is, this is the deal. Can I say it that way? Here's the deal, Israel. Look what we're doing for you. 
Now here's what you need to do in return. What do we need to do in return? Oh, there are um, four neighborhoods in Jerusalem that you need to give in return. Oh, that's interesting. Listen to what the writer had to say. What is President Donald Trump planning for Israel? According to a report in the Jerusalem Post and Ma'ariv on Friday, the president's peace plan will ask Israel to withdraw from four Arab neighborhoods in East Jerusalem, likely so they can become the capital of a future Palestinian state. While some U.S. officials have denied the report, it would seem to fit into fears that some on the right have raised in recent months. According to these Israelis, the pending move of the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem on May 14 is part of a larger plan by the administration to get Israel, listen, to reciprocate with concessions of its own. As the saying goes, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Listen, I hope that when U.S. officials deny the report, that that means they're not going to do this. I guess we'll see. Soon and very soon. But if they do this, I don't, I don't need to tell you. Maybe I do. But it will move forward and inch very close the fulfillment of Zechariah 12 concerning what God will do. I know I've shared this in the past in updates, but perhaps it would be appropriate for me to share it again. And I want to I do so by asking this question. Have you ever seen in your lifetime the United States of America as divided as it is today? I'm talking about in our lifetime. Have you ever seen America as divided today as it is now? Okay. What did God declare in Zechariah 12? Did he not say, if you try to divide Jerusalem, I will divide you? You see where I'm going with that? Could it be that because the United States of America has been the most pronounced in seeking to divide Jerusalem, that we are the recipients of that which God had declared, that He will divide us if we try to divide Jerusalem. I pray that Trump does not do this. Well, this brings us to the third development from last week, which was the breaking news from Politico that French President Emmanuel Macron, who was just here, will bring together a ten-nation, ten-nation coalition of the willing, quote-unquote, next month, designed to prepare European armed forces to take action together in emergencies. Uh, Let me parenthetically say that the whole world is on standby right now. If Trump pulls out, they've already threatened 
All H-E double toothpicks is going to break out. Can I say it like that? I just did. H-E double hockey sticks, whichever you prefer, is going to break out if he pulls out. So they've got all these contingency plans in place. Let me say it this way. Things are about to get real. (laughs) Really, really real. I know that's not proper English, so don't email me, okay? Things are about to get real. As you might imagine... Learning of this caught everyone's attention by virtue of the prophecies in the books of Daniel and Revelation, both of which foretell of a ten-nation coalition coming out of a revived Roman Empire. The symbolism in, in Revelation is ten horns, and the symbolism in Daniel are ten toes. So this is a ten-nation coalition that will come together at the time of the end. In all fairness to those who have been keeping an eye on this Emmanuel Macron, by the way, his name Emmanuel means God with us, just saying. In all fairness to those who have been watching this guy, He has postured himself as the Roman god Jupiter. Back in July of 2017, he declared that he will govern France like Jupiter, the Roman king of the gods, shortly after officials told the media his thought process was too complex for journalists to understand. Did you see... This man and the president last week when he was here, it it was uncomfortable, I have to admit. It was really awkward. I I mean, (laughs) well, it doesn't help when in June of last year, The Economist had a front cover with Macron walking on water with the caption, Europe's Savior? Now, (laughs) Let me hasten to say that I am in no way suggesting that this man is the Antichrist. I'm only presenting that which God's Word tells us will happen once the church is removed in the rapture. The Antichrist will be revealed. There will be this forming of a ten-nation coalition. Revelation 13 describes the Antichrist controlling the entire world this new world order, if you will, controlling a one world religion, a one world economy, and a one world government. But that can't happen until the church is removed. And the rapture of the church has to happen before the seven-year tribulation. We're going to actually, Lord willing, talk about that uh, upcoming in a, a future update. I think we would all do well to keep our eye on these and the many other developments of prophetic significance because everything points to that which we were told in Scripture would happen before it happens at the time of the end. We're seeing it all now begin to come to pass. And for believers... This is very exciting 
in light of what Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, about our redemption drawing near when these things, keyword, begin to come to pass. In other words, when you see things beginning to come to pass that will ultimately find their fulfillment in the seven-year tribulation, and they're happening now, how close are we? I would submit that we are closer than many might even begin to imagine. However, for those who are not believers in Jesus Christ, this should rightfully be very alarming. And it should be alarming by virtue of how the time is at hand. If you'll please just hear me out, I want to share the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ for those of you who may be here in this church today or watching online who have never called upon the name of the Lord, I am imploring you, in light of what we see taking place in the world today, in light of seeing and witnessing before our very eyes these prophecies, very specific prophecies, beginning to come to pass exactly precisely as we're told they would in Scripture, I would implore you to call upon the name of the Lord today and to not put it off any longer. You know, I was um, thinking about this this last week. And, you know, sometimes the question is asked, well, what if you're wrong? What if the rapture isn't as soon as you think. And, and what if this isn't Daniel and Revelation, this ten-nation coalition? And what if this, you know, embassy move and declaration and neighborhoods in Jerusalem, what if that's not Zechariah 12? And, and what if this whole nuclear deal with Iran and Russia threatening, and what if that's not Ezekiel 38? At least not right now. What, what if it's not? And here's the answer to that question. What if it is? No. What if it is? Listen, <laughs> I would rather be ready and have it not be than not be ready and have it be. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> I mean, am I right on that? Wait, 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 yeah. What what have you got to lose? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Wait. uh, Don't get me started. (laughs) In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, the Apostle Paul defines what the gospel is, saying that it's of first importance. It's this, that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He was resurrected from the dead on the third day according to the Scriptures, the prophecies about His first coming. That's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. Now, what follows is how to respond. What to do? Simply put, very simply, how to be saved. It's ABC simple. 
The A is for admit that you're a sinner. Acknowledge your sin and your need for the Savior. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. That's the death penalty. We were all born sinners, and as such, we're sentenced to death because of our sin. That's the bad news. We're all born with the death penalty. Here's the good news. Jesus came and paid the death penalty in our stead. That's what we're going to celebrate today with the communion table. That's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. This is what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or if you prefer, confess with your mouth. This again is Romans 10, 9 and 10, which also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans ten thirteen lastly, seals the deal. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Please stand and we'll pray. Father in heaven, I I thank you so much for telling us what's going to happen before it happens. So when it happens... Believers would be encouraged and look up knowing our redemption draws nigh. And believers would wake up and realize that your return is nigh and that the time is at hand. Lord, we're so thankful that you have deemed fit to use this small, obscure church here on the windward side of Oahu to reach by way of the internet the uttermost parts of the earth. And Lord, I believe that someone is watching this video online right now, and you directed them to this video for such a time as this. Lord, I pray that they would open their hearts to you, put their trust in you, and call upon you and be saved today. Lord, thank you. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.